0: So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the Man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: And this would generally be our prayer point for the day. So Luke chapter 19 verse 12 to 13. One, two, three, go. Therefore he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants and delivered to them ten minas and said to them, do business till I come. Let's go. One, two, three, go. He said, therefore, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Let's have it from the Amplified Classic. And then we'll talk. Verse 12. Are we ready? Okay, as they were listening to these things, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was approaching Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God was going to be brought to light and shone forth immediately. Uh-huh. He therefore said, A certain nobleman went into a distant country to inherit a kingdom and returned. <laughs> Calling ten of his own bond servants, he gave them ten minors, each equal to about a ha- 100 days' wages, or nearly $20, and said to them, buy and sell with these while I go and then return. Now, if, you've, uh, if you keep on reading, you'll notice that to the servants who multiplied with what they were given, what ended up happening is that they were then given 10 cities to rule over. And then to the servants who decided to bury it, even then their destiny was buried. So now, we, three, we, we see, I've used these three translations because I wanted to see something. One of them says, occupy till I come. And you know, when you hear occupy till I come, I think it feels more like maybe there's an egg you're supposed to sit on so you like occupy the space but then another version says do business until i come and then another version goes further and says buy and sell now that shows you something about destiny usually god will give you the platform for destiny and then within that platform, it's you now to make transactions. It's you to make transactions. And that is why God will reward your works. You know, more often than not, with um, Sometimes with a misunderstanding of the teaching of grace, we've played down the place for works. And especially that, you know, it's all of our songs and everything, like, uh, it doesn't matter what you do. What if I told you it does matter what you do? What if it does matter what you do? What if it actually does? There's a song I like. I like all the parts except one line, because I don't doctrinally agree with that one line. But I like the song. and I like the musicians. And I don't usually talk about this stuff publicly. But uh, since it's church, I can tell you what I mean, right? I'm just trying to get us thinking a certain way. There's a line that I don't agree with. The line goes, um, I wasn't holding you up. So there's nothing I can do to let you down. Now, it doesn't, it's not consistent with my view of the scriptures because you can let him down. Th- he was let down here. <laughs> In Luke 19, he was let down. (laughs) Literally, he was. Part of the talents, he was let down. like Those who are unfaithful actually let him down. Because their works were not right. As a matter of fact, when you study grace well, you understand that the whole purpose of grace is so that you can have works. As a matter of fact, let me show you something. Look at Revelations chapter 2. I'm telling you, you can... (laughs) Guys... Judgment day, there will be... Why do you think there will be a judgment day? Because you can actually let him down. It's possible. Okay? And when we're thinking about grace and works, we need to now stop... We need to go beyond just thinking about sinning and not sinning. Matthew 21. I'll come to Revelations. I just want to show you something. Matthew 21. I once had a situation where there was somebody who, I can tell you the story the way it is, right? There was somebody who had left the church and they informed me that morning. Imagine informing me before I I come to preach. Like, why? And I was thinking about it and I heard God speak to me. And when God spoke to me, he said, it would be better if that person came back within the next two to three weeks. Otherwise, they'll be overtaken. I'm like, what do you mean? You can be overtaken in the kingdom. And then he says, you've never read where I said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. He said, Okay. Two to three weeks happened, they never came back. A few years later, they did. We're, I could easily receive them back as a believer, but the system had moved beyond them and they couldn't fit in. They were overtaken. They were being welcomed by people who should have welcomed them, people who they should have welcomed. And they were now being taught. Imagine they're now being taught. So this is how apostle likes to do things. And yet they knew me first. Now I'm not saying that's the case for every person who lives, but there are some people whose destiny might be here, right? And let's say their destiny is here they might want to trade carefully, especially with how they deal with offenses. Because you can actually miss your destiny. Look at Matthew chapter 21, verse 43. Jesus is talking to the Israelites, and this is what he tells them. He says, therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. So a whole kingdom was going to be taken from a nation and the reason was because those people were not bearing fruits. Now, here's why I say works matter. Go to Revelation chapter 2. I want us to see something, a very important message from the Lord Jesus. And I'll lead us into our praying. So perhaps next year, We may take some time to properly look at grace and works and try and understand it better. But trust me, your works do matter. Jesus was writing to a church in Revelation chapter 2 and in verse 2. This is in the New Testament. This is in the dispensation of grace. This is after the Lord Jesus has resurrected. Chapter 2 and verse 2. What does it say? I know. Wow, come on. What did he say? I know. Okay, maybe let's see what he wrote to another church. Um, He writes to another church in verse 9. What does he say? Let's have it. I know. Okay, let's see. Maybe let's try verse 13. He's writing to another church and what does he say? Wow, let's get shocked. Maybe we'll find something different. In verse 19, when he writes to another church, what does he say? Maybe the problem is the chapter. In chapter 3, he writes to another church in verse 1, and what does he say? Go down there. I know. Okay, maybe let's go to verse uh, 8. What does it say? Fine, fine, we've overdone it. Perhaps let's go to verse 15. What does it say again? I know your works. I think, guess what? Based on their works, he was either happy with them or disappointed. What's my point. You can't take destiny lightly. Grace has been given so you can work. And if you're not working, then that grace is being in vain. That's what you're doing. You're putting the grace of God to be in vain. And perhaps we can start delving deeper into these matters. And what will help us delve deeper into these matters is when we put aside weight and sin and just move on. You know what I mean? Eh? Yeah. Okay, having said that, you've got a year coming, right? And so the year that's coming is 2024. Now, a year gives us an opportunity to judge things a particular way because you can appraise how you've done in 2023, and you can also appraise how you've done, how you do in 2024, right? Now, when you, when you judge, because the, day, the Bible says the day will make everything clear, and everyone, everyone's works will pass through the fire, right? And then some of, some people, their works will burn out, Others, it will survive. When you judge your 2023, and let's imagine that a letter was going to come to you from the book of Revelations for you, like, how do you think it would be? Would it be well done, good and faithful servant? Would it be wise? And you know, I once, one, it's one of the things I love to pray towards the end of the year. I love to pray, Lord, like, Give me an assessment. Like, um, I can tell you a few personal examples, right? One time I kept having a dream that there's something I haven't done. Something I haven't done. I kept having a dream that like, I, I, I'm not going to the next level because there's something I haven't done. I would wake up at zero two and just be bothered because there's something I haven't done. And then I heard God speak to me one day and he said, Fred, I told you to write I will be their God. Why haven't you written it? And then I realized the reason I hadn't written it. I was mentally fatigued because of my master's. As in the dissertation had fatigued the writing side of me. (laughs) And then I'd be writing for two to three years. And then he told me, if you don't finish it this year, there's a part of your destiny you'll miss. Hey! I started setting alarms. I started setting alarms and alarms and, ala- and alarms. I finished it I think just like four hours before my daughter was born because I knew that the moment she's born it will be busy. So, and you know, some, there yeah, are certain parts of labor that are like, you're just seated waiting. So I take a laptop. Finished. Sent it to the editors and all that kind of stuff and moved on. Another time I had a dream, and in the dream, God was telling me how many people i have led to Christ, directly or indirectly. Either through the people I've preached to, who've preached to others, who've preached to others, who've preached. I was amazed by the number. I was amazed and that He was telling me now what to do next. Another year, especially when I said praying like this, I had a dream where I was given a test score. Of how I had done that year. And I think that year was like 85%. I was like, okay, God, talk to me about the other fifteen. My point is your works are important. Your works are important. So if the only thing you're celebrating about the year is how much you've saved, that's okay. But I hope you don't become like the rich fool who had saved up so much money and then God called him fool. He said, like, You don't know today your soul is required of you. My point is, each and every one of us has got works that we need to do. Okay, in, we're gonna pray in five minutes. Are there any questions? You can raise your hand.
2: It's the uh, first time I'm talking on a mic, here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> really, I feel like we hear your voice every Sunday.
2: Yeah, without a mic. Good evening, Pastor. Thank you for the this sound opportunity. It's on
1: the mic. So go on.
2: Okay, I had a dream where I was on. a I was in church, and then all of a sudden I was in a plane, and then because they are talking about missing destiny and not preparing enough in advance, so I was in a plane and I was wearing casual, but everyone else were like in uniforms. And from there I was taken into an exam room where I did not have a paper, a pen, and I started asking around from people. When the invigilator came, I gave them a drawing, and then they said, Ah. Oh, that's like, it's good for kindergarten. <laughs> then I, I, I tried to manipulate my way into getting grades. So yeah. I wanted to find out, you're saying that the, God gives us grades and whatnot, and you might miss out your destiny, and it looks like I wasn't prepared for what God had store for me. That's my opinion. Maybe you have a better opinion because you're my daddy. So <laughs> uh, I wanted to find out, how does one catch up? and then you're talking about being taught Mm. when you're supposed to be teaching how does one catch up and be in the right place
1: okay so firstly blessed is a person who gets rebuked one of the best things you can ever receive from god is a correction because god never rebukes to condemn anytime you get a correction or a conviction from god it's a call to action it means in that moment grace has been released for recovery Grace has been released for recovery. Okay? So now I think you rightly interpreted the dreams that were showing you are not prepared for a particular level that you are supposed to be at. So what you do is you now prepare. And then God gives grace. You will find that what could have taken a longer period perhaps takes a shorter period. Some of the key ways, one, mentorship. That helps because with mentorship you can be prepared quicker than if you prepare yourself yeah and then number two the same one i preached on sunday some of the divine catch-up strategies especially the one for fellowship with the holy spirit so you accept god's correction and then a mentorship would really really be key and then now just become deliberate about catching up with where you're supposed to be yeah any other question Sir, what's your name? Talk to me, Arnold. Right, uh huh. Okay, now knowing your purpose is one of the easiest things in the world. Why is everyone giving me a look? Has anyone here ever felt lost in the world of purpose? I don't know about you, but I've had days where it looks like everyone has it all figured out, and you're just the only one who's like, like, Lord, what am I? Or who am I? Who's ever been there? Now, here's something that I'll tell you. So usually there's an aspect of purpose that's revealed, and then there's an aspect of purpose that you discover, and then there's an aspect of purpose that's corporate, And there's an aspect of purpose that's individual. Now the challenge is people want to approach purpose first from the individual side and not from the collective side. But God approaches it first from the collective before the individual. If you read Revelations 2, he wasn't addressing an individual. He was addressing an entire church as a person. And he says, I know your works. So one of the things I tell people to do, number one ask yourself some key questions. Generally, what does God expect of the body of Christ? If you can find yourself doing something God expects of the body of Christ in general, at least you're nearby purpose, you know what I mean? You're somewhere around the area of purpose. Number two, where has God planted you? You can see, and and because our purpose begins from the spiritual perspective first, there's no person whose purpose is just to have businesses. There's no one. And sometimes they even want to give themselves titles. No, I'm a kingdom financer. You check they are giving. Bad. Horrible. Oh, do you know? I'm telling you, horrible because the woman with two mites is outdoing them. Out of the middle when they bring a two pin at church and I'm a kingdom financer. No. You've never, they're not taking. Do you know kingdom financers? The ones we can go at zero-two and say, look, between you and me, it's rough right now. Can we handle ABCD? <laughs> I I remember I had, when was that? Was that three years ago? When I realized we had miscalculated a certain budget for the conference. Why do you think I'm strict now? We had miscalculated a certain budget. I know I sent a few texts. I said, hi, I need you to give within two days. (laughs) None of the people I texted complained. Uh, Yeah, they were excited to do it. Anyways, coming back to this, so there's the corporate side, right? And then there's now a question of where has God planted you, right? And God's plantings primarily are in churches. You can see from Revelations that He would write to churches. Now, this is where this part now challenges. The, there's a group of people who are saying, eh, "Don't think church, think the kingdom." I don't know where they think the kingdom is, right? So, like, Shanoko, it's about. It's, it's not about your church. It's about the problem is that we want to win people to church and not to the kingdom. Now, where will you take them? Like, you win them and then you take them where? Like, you know, now, the challenge, can I tell you the challenge with such teachings and thoughts? It's created this group of vagabonds who have no basis and no foundation and just move about, they wander about. And if you check in the scriptures, the beings that are described as wandering about are demons. They're the ones that wander about seeking where to rest, but they don't have rest. Part of the kingdom of God is rest. So now let's say where has God where has God planted you, right? Now when you ha- when you find where God has planted you, um which direction are they taking? Now already you're connecting yourself to something collective. Okay, how do I fit into that direction? And then you find now you start asking yourself questions like, what are the burdens God has given me? What are the assignments God has given me? Now, in terms of burdens and assignments, a lot of people are lost because they're always thinking very futuristic. And yet God thinks now. What do I mean? There's a guy I knew when we were in grade 8. He was studying quantum physics. That didn't help him in the grade 9 exam. It didn't help him at all. He knew all sorts of things about quantum physics, but he was struggling within the class because he was trying to be there before being here. What's my point? Sometimes, instead of thinking of the overall thing, because your purpose really is very eternal, sometimes just ask yourself, what does God want me to do now? Sometimes, on my end, sometimes I can know the next 10 years. Sometimes I just know tomorrow. (laughs) Or sometimes I just know the next five minutes. And don't struggle with it. So that's something that I'll tell you about purpose. It's got, And you know, God sometimes shifts seasons. There are certain seasons where he's impressing this on your heart and other seasons where he's impressing something else on your heart. And it's why in the church we try to emphasize mentorship a lot. Next year, I think March, in the Sons and Daughters Conference, we're introducing a mentorship program, a holistic one. I'm currently preparing it. Which will help answer matters of destiny. Then you think about other things. Okay, why do I know the people I know? Why do I get the kind of questions I get? Why is it that I'm always receiving messages, pray for me? Why is it that everyone who's got relationship issues come to, comes to me even if I'm not in a relationship? How come? I don't know if i are getting my point. Why is it that this comes easy for me? Or why is it that in this area Satan is really trying to attack? What has he seen? Because you know, the way Satan works is... Uh, Satan knows the anointing. I mean, in his previous being, he was the anointed cherub who covereth. Satan can sense the anointing. The challenge that I found sometimes is that you you see yourself at level three, Satan sees you at level ten. He attacks you at level ten. Your preparation to defend yourself is at level three, or two point five. And he tries to attack when you're in your most vulnerable position. That's what he did with Moses. And that's what he tried to do with the Lord Jesus. Because he hasn't changed. Okay, I hope we've added a bit of stuff. So there's a lot to think about. Can I have can I have one more?
2: My question is like most of the times I usually have dreams or more like I'm being told as in like I'm delaying my destiny most of the times I usually have have like uh, the word like it's more like God speaking to me like telling me like stop running away from your purpose so sometimes I usually don't know how to interpret that because sometimes even when I'm home I'll just feel the presence of God and like it comes with power and like it begins to tell me like start doing what you're supposed to do so I usually don't know how
1: Okay. I'll refer you to my previous answer. Start from the general. That's one. Number two. Um, that's why we're introducing that program because that now needs personal counsel. There are some things, there's some, qu- like if let's say we met to discuss that, there are some questions I would ask you and some tasks I would give you. Yeah. Sometimes the task can be make sure you come early tomorrow to sweep. Ask Elisha how he started. Okay, are we ready to pray? There's no female that asked the question. That's strange. Thought females have the most questions. Can I have one female? Then we pray. Okay, who's that? Grace, talk to me. Grace, your year.
3: Yes, Pastor.
1: It's going to be very colorful.
3: Okay. <laughs> Wow! Thank you so much, Pastor. In one of the time, oh, okay.
1: But ask, but it's going to be very <laughs> colorful, like in a mild to wow. way. Wow! I will tell you more about it.
3: Oh, about to cry. Trust me, I won't cry. <laughs> thank you so much, What's Pastor. And thank you so much for the time, um, me teaching. <laughs> Yes, Pastor, you spoke or gave an example of how um, you had to do, um, I will be there, God, in a specific time because God um, told you you needed to catch up and whatnot. And Pastor, we are headed towards a new year and all that so maybe generally just your word um, towards us even as we're heading into this new year we have a lot of resolutions lined up and whatnot but the struggle comes in with the balancing aspect faster where we you spoke of works there's ministry there's church there's maybe some personal things that you're pursuing there's relationship there's family and whatnot No, I'm giving it generally. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because these are things that everybody's facing, right? So in the relationship context, it can be me in favor and not the other way around. Yeah, okay. No, go on. Go on, <laughs> on. No, I, we get you. <laughs> it's a justification, eh? Okay, yes, Pastor. But so, just um, based on that, what would you really advise us as your children in the city of the Lord Church, even as we are trying to pursue the next year? How best can we just strike a balance? Because sometimes, Pastor, a lot of things get affected in the way of you wanting to do life. Thank you so much.
1: um, I don't know if you heard what I said to you earlier, that your year is going to be very colorful in a multifaceted way so god has given you grace to do many things at once i hope that answers your question let's let's pray can we pray yesterday i was praying and actually this morning around 1 so yesterday i was praying and As I was praying, God began telling me to write something. And you know, sometimes in in your mind, in religiousness, you're like, "Um, should I pray? Then when I finish, I write. I'm like, no, do it now. And I'm thinking, that was the interaction with Moses. That was the interaction with the prophets. So, okay. You are ready? Okay, so prayer point number one, with your eyes closed. And I want you to make a prayer of inquiry. And the prayer is, God, what are you expecting of me in the coming year? What do you want me to do? Any sensing, even if it's not very clear that you get, write it down. You're free to pray. Uh, Tamandani, maybe you can be playing a melody, but if you need to write, you've got a very sharp memory. You write it on the tablets of your heart. Perhaps it's okay. Let's have uh, Pastor Cassandra on the mic. You will memorize. You can be praying any prayer of inquiry for the sake of the online audience who don't know how to pray, maybe. Yeah. The Heavenly
2: Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that you've given to us as your church to be here before you and to have
1: this wonderful conversation with you and to pray. And Father, we know you as
2: the God who gives us insight and that you give us directions.
1: I want you to say the words Isaiah said to him. Say, here am I. I'm available. What do you want me to do? The Bible says what he has desired is a body. It says, Here I am. In the volume of the books, it is written of me. Reveal to me the books my life. My life, show me the books. Show me the books of my life. If there are areas you've had questions, ask them. There's nothing wrong with asking you may not hear something now but God will definitely speak show me the books show me the books of my life of my life. Show me the books,
4: reveal to me the books of my life, of my life. Show me the books, the volume of the books
1: of my life. My life Reveal to me the books
4: Show me the books
1: My life My life Now there's a grace right now If there's any area of your life where there's been delay Now that delay maybe has been caused by yourself by your decisions, or maybe you've been hindered by Satan. I want you to submit that area to God right now. There's something that God is going to do. Any area of your life where you're behind. For some, it's ministry. There's Someone here who's from a young age knew that they had to wage war for others in the area of intercession. They've barely been able to pray this year. God is restoring you right now. When I thought I'd lost Mount up on wings like eagles, they shall run and not grow weary, they shall walk and not faint. Now, unto him was able to keep us from stumbling, unto him was able to keep us from stumbling there's someone right now who every time they pray there's a particular sin they committed that their mind always takes them back to there's something in particular that happened in the month of June and their mind is always taking them back to that your sin is forgiven
4: Forgiven. It's forgiven. That
1: sin is forgiven. A killer Carry There's somebody who's been saying, God, I've been serving you at this level and I've been serving you faithfully. And in particular, you've been saying, God, I've seen you lift men. Lift men. Promote me. Increase me. Pray that prayer now. Like he's the lifter of men. He's the one who lifts men. He raises men from dust. He sets them in high places. You've tried with human beings. But now I want you to try with God. He is the lifter of men. He's the promoter of men is a promoter of men. I'm seeing a lot of I'm seeing promotions and liftings.
4: Like Lord lift
1: me, lift my standard. Lift my levels. And do up hire me, 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 stay me, do up hire Shabarabaka, Sumaka, Your hands and will keep the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I'll give us one more prayer point in a moment. Thank you. I praise you, God of earth and sky. How beautiful is your unfailing love,
4: unfailing love. every change that you remain the holy one with my unseens I understand. And I praise you God over oh, the sky, how beautiful is your
1: Forget, you're still the favorite one. You're still the loved one. It's, it's, I can see. Listen. Just because you may be in a manger doesn't mean the stars isn't shining over you. Doesn't mean the stars isn't shining over you. The gifts can still follow you there. Somebody I heard these exact words saying, "God, how can I serve you well with all I'm having? 500 watches a month." That's what the person said. What does I know? Those things and trust. Lord I do not understand but I trust you they came of oh. Give you glory. Thank you. I see in a vision people are running. Running. But not running aimlessly. There is a lot of recovery. They are catching up on their recovery. Amen. Imagine there are some who've sung of the goodness of God in brokenness. How much more when you have eaten and are satisfied? Praise God. I hope, I hope after this you can find people have enjoyed the prayer session so much they start praying more seated. <laughs> I do that a lot actually. I do that a lot, personally. Okay. Um, We can end. You are blessed with dreams. You are blessed with an awareness. You are blessed with a knowing. You are blessed with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 777 If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.